Welcome to Area Happy Hour. Here are your hosts, Jacob Bell and Hunter Sleppy. Welcome, 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 everybody. It's Happy Hour. This is a brand new podcast here from Area iRacing. I am Hunter Sleppy, one of the lead announcers for Area iRacing. And with me is the Jacob Bell. Jake, how are you? Man, I'm doing good, dude. This is going to be fun, dude. I've always wanted to start a podcast, never really knew what we were going to talk about. And then, you know, obviously this league's kind of taken off over the last year. You know, we always tried to come up with new things, kind of push the limits. And now we got this podcast idea and get to talk with my buddy. And, uh, you know, eventually down the line, hopefully we get some guests on and stuff like that so we can uh, get some more content out of this thing, man. It's been been a beast so far so i think uh i think the podcast idea was just the next thing in line for us yeah indeed and i i'm also a, a big fan of uh getting this whole podcast thing together i think it's an interesting uh interesting idea of doing this and you know just getting just getting the people uh at home to know more about us and our guests and and everything in between yeah yeah, for sure, man. And and also, we wanted to give a shout out to everybody listening, first off, and tuning in to episode one. Obviously, still a work in progress. We're going to get better and better, I think. And uh, part of the reason why we didn't have a guest lined up for our first episode, we just kind of want to break the ice, kind of introduce who we are and what we do. So I guess I'll start here, Hunter. Obviously, I'm Jacob Bell. I started the league area back in September, I think, 2020, 2021. August. And, uh, yeah, August 2021. And then since then, it's kind of blown into this uh you know pretty pretty successful league in my opinion on iRacing one of the most competitive uh you know leagues I've ever been a part of a lot of fun big thing for me always Hunter was like I wanted to make a place where we had a really good league with the people you know that we've always known with our core community and I feel like uh we were able to do that a lot of big people helped me start that David Weishart Curtis Ballmer were some of the first that were like here from the get-go and helped me create area uh, also own a team in area, Jacob Bell Racing. We've been around for, I think, about three or four years now. We have Ryan Hartz, Ryan Swan, uh, Jordan Martin, uh, Drive for Us in the Cup in the Truck Series. We also have an Xfinity team partnered with David Weishart. So I do know a little bit, or I guess I should say, I, I have a little bit of league background experience in terms of a team owner and as the league owner now. So kind of a, a diverse background for me. And then Hunter, you've been uh, you've been our lead guy since the start of this thing, man. Yeah, uh, I'm the lead announcer for Area I Racing. At first, it was the the Swift Lifestyle Pro Series from season one and the the Cup Series. Uh, trying to remember the Sim Speed Shop Cup Series. That's what it was. But now it's the Elite Entertainment Cup Series, and we axed the Arca Series. So now I'm the lead announcer for the Lodge Box Series. So I'm on Monday nights, Thursday nights. Uh, really enjoying this whole you know announcing gig and trying to get uh my toes dipped in the in the realm of sports broadcasting um from from area and i'm really liking what i'm doing so far yeah i think a lot of people don't know this but me and hunter we've known each other since gosh 2011 i think 2012 it's 2013 2013 okay i'm close my my memory is bad my my years are off but 2013 i mean we were xbox buddies we were playing nascar games and and growing up kind of around the same age and, and Xbox buddies now uh, he's been helping us over here at area ever since we, like I said, since we got this thing started. So we, we got a pretty, we got a long history. I feel like a lot, a lot of ups and downs. Eh? <laughs> there are, yeah, there are plenty of ups and downs throughout all this, but uh, 
nonetheless, still liking uh, everything that's that's happened so far. Wouldn't change the way uh, how we got to this point. I wouldn't change the way. No, no, I, I agree. I think it's been it's been cool so far. It's just see how things play out. You know, we had a lot of people in the I mean the Discord alone, we're we're close to three hundred members now. <laughs> We've had over hundred and fifty drivers, I think, in the league. And like I said, you've been here since since the start of it. So I, I felt like the podcast was the next thing in line and we want to use this thing to uh, you know, really get those in-depth stories that a lot of people don't know. And, and it's really hard for someone like Hunter to get that across, you know, on a broadcast with there's so much going on. He's trying to cover the racing. He's trying to cover, you know, the storyline within the race itself. But there's so many storylines that go on before we even start the race, before we get to the track that I think is going to be cool to cover. And, and you know, something like David Weishart was telling me a couple of weeks ago, you know, he, he's a team owner himself and he thinks it'd be cool if people kind of understood, you know, what goes into his process of picking his drivers and drivers he almost had and drivers he didn't almost have. So, uh, that, you know, down the line when we get the guests on and we get uh, to really get in-depth conversations with them, I think it'll be a, a really, really cool medium to to kind of convey all that to our fans, our viewers, and honestly, other drivers. I know if I was a driver in the league, I would, I would listen to this podcast, whether I was the league owner or not. Yeah. And, uh, like you said, there's a lot that goes on, you know, to a, to a broadcast and and a lot going on behind the scenes as well. So this will really allow people uh, to get a more in-depth uh, look at possibly their favorite driver or other drivers in area and get to know them a little more. Yeah, and then we'll also we'll cover some NASCAR stuff too, some, some general sports topics as we kind of uh, get more familiar with our audience and kind of what we like to talk about more. Um, and, and Hunter tonight, we had, uh, NBA finals game one warriors and Celtics and man, that thing came down to the wire. Uh, well, not, I mean, not really. It, it, it wasn't that close at the very end, but I, I tried saying that the Celtics were going to win and that golden state was going to find a way to lose it. And they found a way to lose it. Well, from the get go, I said, you know, the Celtics coming off back to back seven game series, I think. Uh, with the Warriors, they had a little bit more rest. They've been there before. I, my pick was Warriors all the way on game one. I don't know if they'll win the series. I think the series goes to seven games. I couldn't tell you which team wins it. But after tonight, in the comeback, the Celtics were able to pick uh, or were able to make on the, on the Warriors, man. I don't know. I don't know if I can put it all in on the Warriors anymore, man. I, I think the Celtics look good. Their defense was good. They had, you know, really good offense there at the end of the game that uh, kind of propelled them to, to make that comeback and then just run away with it. What was it, 17 0? The end of the game? Uh, the end of the game, they went on a – at one point, it was 17-0. Yeah. 17-0. Say, run, their, their top two players really didn't – well, Jalen Brown showed up, but Jason Tatum only had 12 points. He really didn't – he went 3 of 17, so he, he didn't have a good night. Uh, their leading scorer was Al Horford, and <laughs> that's kind of mind-boggling. Well, it's Horford's first finals as an NBA player, so I think he's yeah. – He's been in the league what 15 years I think they showed at the end of the broadcast so that's that's pretty cool. He's been in the, the league. Final. He's been in the league for a while. He's he's 35. I think he's like okay, this is my best shot at getting a title. If I don't get it here, I'm not going to get it ever. And he dropped uh 26 points, 6 of 8 from 3. This man is 35 years old. He wants that first string. Yeah, and I, you got to root for people like that too. Like once you see you know, I think everybody's kind of generally an Al Horford fan. I don't think he's done anything wrong his whole career. He's just one of those guys that it's like, okay, now he's in the finals. Now he's got a shot at the ring and you just kind of, you know, you hope for the best for some people like that. But I, like I said, I thought the Warriors for sure were going to come out and win game one at the very least. Like I would have bet 
I mean, I told Brad, Brad Slaughter Jr. We were talking to before the game. I said, dude, this is the Celtics night all the way. And uh, it ended up, it was not. No, it was. It was the Celtics night. I meant the Warriors night. I meant the Warriors night all the way. Yeah, it was the Celtics uh, night. But I was saying go Warriors all the way. I was saying hammer them for game one. Didn't happen, though. It, it looked like Curry was about to drop 84 points on the on the Celtics. He had 21 in the first quarter, and then the other three had 13. It just just mind-boggling. He, he had like six threes, five or six threes in the first quarter. And then yeah. he, they, they just shut him down. Yeah, no, it, it was insane. It, it was insane to watch that comeback at the end. And I mean, he was missing layups at the end of the game. It's like, if that's Steph Curry, uh, he doesn't really miss layups. And uh, he I missed, mean, I think, two in the last five minutes. Crazy. To be fair, he he did roll his ankle, so I'm not sure if that had any effect on it or not. But right. either way, the, the Warriors need need that extra oomph from the, from the bench. Like Jordan Poole, he... <sighs> nine points. 25 minutes, nine points. He couldn't do anything bad they had auto porter back and he he did his thing he went four or five from three 12 points he like i said he did his thing clay thompson uh kind of there three of seven 15 points but their second leading scorer was was andrew wiggins and andrew wiggins that's like a head scratcher like what he's yeah. coming out for the finals like you you think that clay would be there i definitely thought jordan Poole would have a better night but he he, he didn't do that so well, game two, Saturday night, still Golden State's going to be home, down oh, down 1-0 now. Who do you got? Uh, I think it's Sunday night, but I, I got to think that Golden State's going to come back in some fashion. I, yeah, want the Celtics to, I want the Celtics to win, but I feel like Golden State's going to win. Curry's going to drop State. 60. <laughs> it's gonna gotta be golden state well also if you look at how the celtics played the heat in that series it was back and forth all series they were you know one game here one game there they were swapping back wins between them and the heat so i think i think this, the warriors rebound i i'm gonna go with them game two and if they prove me wrong again i'm going the celtics rest of the series so i'm taking the warriors whoa 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 all right slow your roll there slim we need to take a short break here uh we need to look at areairacing.shop now why Oh, I'll tell you why, because we have t-shirts and sweatshirts, hoodies, stickers of your favorite drivers. Could be Ryan Hartz, David Weishart, Garrett Grant, even Travis Spector. We got it all. We even got the commentators collection. The Louisiana Dive Bomb, my personal favorite. No bias there whatsoever. Uh, But like I mentioned, you can buy even pillows, sweatshirts, t-shirts, hoodies, stickers, and much more over at areairacing.shop. Top quality merch for top quality people. All right, Hunter. So we had the Coke 600 last week, uh, probably the greatest day in racing every year, Memorial Day weekend. We had F1 race at Monaco, 8,500, and then a fantastic Coke 600. What did you think about that race on Sunday night? That was probably the best Coke 600 I've ever seen. I mean, quite literally this race had everything. We had good hard side-by-side racing. We had, uh, there were like three cautions in last year's Coke 600 for incident. Uh, <laughs> I can't even, I can't like even count. How many stage cautions one. Yeah. There, there was so many like cautions for just good hard racing and cars are just losing on their own. They get loose spin out and then they hit the wall. We had, uh, Oh, and I mean, when I say this race had everything, it literally had everything. We had cars wrecking each other for the lead. We had big crashes. We had a flip, and the, the finish was kind of anticlimactic. But I mean, 
bad finish, but the rest of the race, pretty damn good. My favorite moment of the race was still Austin Dillon on fresh tires coming through turn one and two. But I, I said it when we were all watching it together. He was coming through turn one and two on a, on the green white checkered there at the end on fresh tires. He made a three wide pass on the top, cleared them off a of turn two, and then went three wide on the bottom and in, into turn three and took the lead on the exit of four and then crashed all in, all in one lap. It, it was pretty incredible. So that was, that was my favorite moment of the race. But overall, I thought the race was like one of the better races we've seen. I don't know. Would you say it's the best race of this season? I think it's got to uh, be, right? I Probably. I, I'd have to say. And that, that says a lot for it being at Charlotte, a mile and a half, in which the racing a mile and a half has kind of sucked over the last handful of years or so. But with this next-gen car, I think it's it's made the racing there much more exciting, except for Texas, because Texas stinks and should be bulldozed. But, um, yeah, and I got to go back. I think my favorite part of the race was the, the the caution before then, when it was just Larson and Briscoe swapping the lead, battling, going at it on the top, the bottom, middle. It was it was good. I would have loved to see it play out in the end if Briscoe didn't spin. But you know, you had you had to go for the win, and he he spun it out. He still got fourth place though, because there was there was still carnage after that. Well, I said to you, I said, watch. Remember what happened last time? Briscoe was running somebody down at, at the Bristol dirt track. He Ended up wrecking himself and Tyler Reddick. So I had a feeling he he was pushing really too hard. And then he even said on Twitter this week that it was like a crown jewel race was hanging right in front of him. So he was going to lay it all out there. And I don't know. I mean, I listened to the Dale Jr. download this week and he was pretty critical of Briscoe as well. He's like, come on, man, you're wrecking your car for a chance to win this race when you could have just rode around and just made it between you and Larson there on the last lap. And, and you know, at least at worst, finished second out of it because uh, they had such a big gap back to third. But yeah. But man, I don't know, man. I, I think Briscoe, that, that move by Briscoe, I, I still don't know how I feel about it just because I get he's racing for a win there. But like like Dale Jr. said, man, you're costing yourself a good finish. Now, luckily, because Charlotte, the Coke 600 was so chaotic, like you said, he was still able to rebound to a decent finish. But, you know, most races, um, you know, you take the second place if you can. You don't want to jeopardize your entire you know, your entire night just off of uh, a move there with five to go, but it was still entertaining, which is what we want. Right. Yeah. I think if he didn't have that win earlier at Phoenix, he probably would have, you know, laid back to the last lap and then, okay, I'm going to do it then. Cause then he'll probably be thinking about, um, probably thinking about points then maybe I, I, maybe, I don't know, but I guess I, at least he went for the win. Cause moving gears now to the Indy 500. I mean, that was a solid race. Scott Dixon had, the race in a in the bag and then he blew it on pit road and uh, yep. i was i was a big enjoyer of that i do not like scott dixon uh and then right before <laughs> right before the last caution well the second to last yellow came out i was like well they're starting to because it, it was spread out and i'm like no i don't, don't want to see it end like this i want to see a close good hard finish and i'm like well they're going to need a caution and they're going to need a red flag it immediately. And then 10 seconds later, Jimmy Johnson spinning, crashing, the <laughs> red flag comes out. And we're like, oh man, this is going to be a good finish. And it was Marcus Erickson, Pato Award, uh, Felix Rosenquist, and Tony Kanon. Kanon passed on the outside with two to go to get up to third. And then that white flag coming to it, it seemed like Pato Award had a big enough run on the outside to challenge for the lead. But he backed off and he, he backed he out. He backed out and he couldn't get back to Marcus Erickson. And a caution came out. 
for Sage Camera over in turn two, and that that was it. And Marcus Erickson won the Indy 500 just like that. Yeah, the uh, the backing out for the Indy 500 going into turn one. He said he had no shot at making the corner, but I feel like everybody watching just wished he he would have sent it in there anyways. I think he could have, because like I said, the lap before, Tony Kanaw went on the outside three wide, and or not three wide, two wide. He went on the outside in turn one, and he completed the pass on Rosenquist. Well, first off, shout out Marcus Erickson's girlfriend. I want to get that out there <laughs> and out of the way. Incredible. Fine job oh, by Marcus man. Erickson on that one. But yeah, no, I, I, I thought, you know, I agree with you. I think you want to see him at least send it in there. Don't lift. And uh, I mean, it's the Indy 500. Come on now. Yeah, uh, like it said, uh, you know, what Chase Briscoe did, Crown Jewel, Coke 600, okay, I can see that going for it. But to to back out of the Indy 500, that's like the one race. that We talk about the Daytona 500 as NASCAR Super Bowl. That's IndyCar Super Bowl right there, the Indy mm-hmm. 500. And to back out for that, I couldn't see. Myself. See, I would do what Briscoe did. I would go and uh, I would go all out trying to win it. And if I wreck, I wreck, you know. Yeah. Well, shifting gears now to Gateway this weekend for the Cup Series and the Truck Series. Xfinity boys are heading up to Portland for their first time. Uh, news today, Chris Buescher, what was it, COVID-19, he's out for this weekend, and it's going to be Zane Smith making his debut in the Cup Series in the number 17. I'm excited for Gateway. We just ran that last week in area, and I thought the racing was tremendous. Um, I think the cup race is going to be awesome. I think the truck race is going to be awesome. That track is, is really, really good in my opinion. So I'm excited to watch that race this weekend. Yeah. I'm, I'm also looking forward to that. And I literally woke up today thinking, you know, it's been a while since we've seen a NASCAR driver test positive for COVID. And then I took a nap. I woke up. First thing I saw was Bush a test positive for COVID. I'm like, what? I, uh, how, <laughs> you know, I'm thinking of it this morning and then it actually happens later in the day, but good to see Zane Smith, uh, get a chance in the cup series run the number 17 this week. And, uh, Ben Rhodes is going to be running practice and qualifying for the 16 car. Uh, that would be AJ Allmendinger because he's got to go and do the, uh, Portland race. Portland, yeah. That's going to be an interesting one because we know that the truck series, went there did the trucks go there no i don't think i don't think anything's ever been there i actually went to go look up the track this week just to see what it was like first thing that popped up was an arca race uh there from last season and uh the entire oh, you know what uh, it's in the field yeah trucks did go there before back in the uh early 90s or early 90s late 90s early 2000s yeah no but i was looking up the track just to get an idea of the layout arca race from last season popped up i went and watched the, the highlights of that uh, lap one, turn one, uh, the entire front pack wrecked. So that's all. Yeah, I there know was about a flip Portland. in that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Trucks race there in '99 and 2000. Arca West had a race last year. It was a controversial finish, won by Taylor Gray. It took like 20 minutes to review. I uh, didn't feel like he got the win. Uh, Drake Drew was Drake Drew dominated that. He was gonna win and. He got wrecked by Taylor Gray, and he cut the course, but Taylor Gray still got the win somehow. But that's really the only bit of Portland I know, but I'm pretty sure the Xfinity Series will put on an exciting show there uh, Saturday. Yeah, yeah, I think that's going to be a good race. Road course racing has been, been pretty good the last few years. And then, like I said, man, Gateway is going to be incredible. Um, I don't. I think, you know, we were just talking about Briscoe earlier. Briscoe's probably going to be pretty good at Gateway. He, he was, you know, he won at Phoenix, I don't know if Gateway has a similar track, but if it does, you probably got to point to a track like Phoenix. So who knows? 
could be his weekend. Yeah, it, it, it could. I don't know. I'm going into it with an open mind because I really don't think uh, anyone there has, you know, like a good understanding of the racetrack unless you like ran back in, say, the early 2010s when the Xfinity Series still went to Gateway, which, by the way, bring it back to Gateway. There's no reason we can have trucks and cup and not Xfinity at Gateway. Just put all three series there. Uh, well, think think of a lot of the truck guys that were there because trucks raced there. You know, the last however many years, you know, Christopher Bell was racing trucks when they raced at Gateway. Bubba Wallace was racing trucks when they raced at Gateway. Maybe they got the upper hand. Yeah, but I mean, it's been a while since since you know they they went there. Like, uh, well, let's go to the Xfinity cars because their last race there was twenty ten. Uh, Brad Keselowski won that race. Uh, oh, actually, Dale Jr. won at. He won twice at Gateway. Shout out. Dale Jr.'s the GOAT. Um, yeah, Trucks, they took a little break from 2010, and then they brought it back for a one-time event in 2014, like once a year. So it's it's really been on there. And like, like you mentioned, Bubba got a win there. Harvick won a race there in the Truck Series. Even Cole Custer won. Christopher Bell. Uh, Justin Haley even won. Jastain won as well. It's a lot of cup guys, man. I'm telling you. So... It'll be a good race, man. I'm excited for this weekend. Yeah, I, I just can't come up with a with a favorite like off the top of my head for this. I, I'd have to see practice, and I think they're practicing tomorrow. They might be practicing tomorrow. I'm not 100% sure. but Yeah, I think they are practicing on Friday. I saw a lot of teams were having some trouble with their flights getting out there. Yeah, I mean, it is, mid, it is in the Midwest. It's right by the Arch in St. Louis, but... I don't know. It, it should be a good one. Should be. Fingers crossed that it is. And yep. this next gen can continue to deliver. All right, Hunter. So we're coming off of another off week. We had the All-Star week, what, three weeks back? And now Memorial Day, we took the week off for area. Um, kind of an update going into Charlotte on where the standings are looking like. And right now, Cup Series, Elite Entertainment Cup Series. Uh, it's pretty much the Jake Nichols show. Yeah, Jake Nichols got a 42-point gap over James Skyly. Um Really, really solid work there that Jake is doing. But don't count on James Scioli. I mean, he's got some solid finishes there. Cameron Hearns got solid finishes as well. It's just a matter of time before Hearns yeah. gets a win um, in the Cup Series. And then we mentioned uh, David Weishart as one of, the, one of the helping hands in the beginning of area. He's fourth in the standings, and he's also having a solid uh, – solid run in the cup series was the, the the defending cup champion from season one looking to go back to back uh any other names that stand out to you uh well list? shout out ryan swan i mean he was running top five in points somehow up until gateway uh on his rookie season in cup that was uh pretty cool for, for us at jbr and i know he was super excited it's crazy because he didn't even want to run the cup series this season he you know he's always ran trucks um, I convinced them. I was like, look, uh, you know, there's a rookie of the year prize going on. You'll be a rookie. Let's get you in cup. Like now's the time to do it. Convinced them to do it. And then all of a sudden he's running top five in cup. And he was more concerned pretty much with the cup series now than the truck series, which has really kind of been our home. So um, him being in seventh, man, it's going to be close. You know, that playoff battle is going to come down to the wire. Uh, you got to look at, you know, Brad Slaughter Jr. back there. He's 19th in points. He's right there on that cutoff with a win uh, to make it inside the playoffs. So I know he's going to, He's going to make it interesting. He's even admitted that going down to Talladega uh, to try to stay in the top 20. Eli Green's got the win, but he's fallen all the way down to 22nd in points after missing last week's race. So 
I just know the playoffs are going to get tight going down to the wire. We got Charlotte coming up. Uh, I know I know Garrett Grant's really, really good at Charlotte. I think he won the cup race there last season, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and he needs a rebound bad, man. Garrett's had a really, really rough season. At Charlotte? No, it was it was Oh, yes. Yeah, I was right on the tires later won. in the race. Yeah. Well, how about that? I mean, he's 23rd in points, too. So Chris Sidefighten could use a win just as just as much as Gary Grant could. He could use a good finish. Uh and like guess like you mentioned about Ryan Swan, I'm looking through. He's only got one top ten on the year, and he's I know. seventh. Makes zero sense. That's nuts. <laughs> it makes zero sense. <laughs> it's just nuts. I gotta say, although we don't see him up there like his brother, uh, Tyler Nichols is fifth in points. I, I was really shocked by this because you know it's all all the Jake Nichols show that, that and that's what it is uh, for the Cup Series. But Tyler Nichols, a quiet fifth in the point standings, wouldn't surprise me if he improves on the second half of the regular season and possibly gets yeah, that Tyler first does win. a really good job of staying in it right you know these cup races have been pretty much carnage the entire the entire race and um he's done a good job of at least trying to limit the damage he receives during the event and uh making sure he finished that finishes the actual races which is i think he's got what yeah three top tens and eight starts and uh, i'm sure he's got a lot of finishes in that 15th range if i had to check uh yeah Three top tens and only one finish worse than 18th in eight races. So he, he does a good job, like I said, completing the lap, staying in the hunt. Uh, that's why he's so high up there in the standings, and uh, he'll definitely be a, a factor for playoffs. Yeah, uh, really, really good stuff there for the Cup Series. Now, if we could pull up the Truck Series on Tuesday night, the – oh, not the Elite Entertainment. <laughs> almost got that switched up. The CNC Logging Truck Series – uh, Brad Slaughter was the champion for season one, and he's looking to go back to back for season two. And he's got a pretty slim yeah. points gap, although he is he does have solid stats with a win, five top fives, five top tens. He's only got a five point lead though over Paul yeah. Irvin. Him How and about Paul that? Have been swapping the lead back and forth quite a bit this season. It's actually been entertaining to watch because um, I hope Paul doesn't mind me saying this. I didn't, you know, I didn't pick him as a contender really to to you know win the championship. And he's there swapping the lead back and forth with Brad Slaughter. Really, it's it's about his consistency. He's he's kind of like Tyler Nich- Nichols in that regard where, yeah, he's got uh, five top tens and eight starts, but his other three finishes are 14th, 18th, 19th. So he's doing the exact same thing. He's making sure he's finishing these races. He's staying in the hunt. Like you said, he is second now. Brad just took the lead back, but it's only by five points. And, I mean, Brad won it at Gateway last time out, so maybe he's getting hot. Yeah, and another driver got to look at, uh, Tyler Holman. He's got more top tens than both Slaughter and Irvin. He's third in the points, only 16 points behind. Really uh, kind of a surprise, too, because I, I didn't expect him to go down to the truck series. He was a uh, Final Four contender for the Cup Series last season, but decided to dip his toes in trucks, and it's working out just fine for him. He's got solid stats Yeah, Holman, well. he's had some race-winning pace in a few races as well. Auto Club jumps out to the top of my head um you know got in an incident there with Cameron Hearn about halfway through the race or or maybe towards the end of the race and he wasn't happy at all because I think he knew um he was really really fast that auto club had a chance to win James Shane left down there in fourth man James has been really really he's had an up and down season in just about everything the running joke at the beginning of the year in the cup series at least was can he make it past lap six this race uh same kind of deal with the trucks man he's he's been very hit or miss He's got those two top fives. Luckily, he got the win at Daytona, which like locked him in instantly, kind of took off some of the pressure. 
Um, but he's got that 41st at Bristol Dirt. Um, and then, you know, 14th actually at Auto Club after having a solid race there, uh, a 13th at Darlington. So he's kind of been hanging around just as well. He's there fourth in points. And then I think the most notable guy we got to talk about is Colin Fambro in fifth because, man, he is so close to his first win. It's like right there. Yeah, uh, I, w- I would say he's, he's close on that. But really what I was going to look at is all the way down in 14th, Cameron Hearn. He's got four pulls, three wins, three top fives, three top tens, and he's 14th in points. It seems like he either wins or Legitimately. he wins because he's that far yeah. down in the points. That, you mentioned it. He's got the three wins. He's got his finishes. So his only top tens, his only top 20s have been wins. If he's not finishing first, he's finishing 22nd or worse. So he's got three wins and five finishes, 22nd or worse. And, you know, he had the exact same thing that we've seen a lot in the Xfinity series with him, Hunter. The lap traffic, he's gotten in a few run-ins with them. He's gotten in a few wrecks uh, that really weren't his doing. But, uh, you know, everybody everybody's talking about Jake Nichols right now and how he's, you know, unstoppable in the Cup series. But it wasn't too long ago we were talking that same way about Cameron Hearn. Yeah, yeah. I, I think once the playoffs come around, Cameron Hearn is going to, be a threat for not only the the truck series but the cup series and then you know the shift gears to the lodge box series because he's got a win there but he's eighth in the points and it seems like he just has actually he's ninth he's got bad luck no matter what he runs uh but shane Therian's actually leading the points for the lodge box series but that's after alan elwood missed a race because he was in charlotte so he uh Actually, no, I don't believe it was for that because we had an offer. No, no, he was in Charlotte. Yeah, he was there on Thursday because we uh, we raced on on Thursday for the Lodgebox series. I don't know why I was getting (laughs) confused there. He had to miss Rockingham, and boy, oh boy, that was that was a fun race. Uh, I'd say that's racing. Yeah, I was I was up in the admin tower that race, uh, filling in there, and uh, man, that was dude that battle between Colin Fambro and David Weishart, and then you got the block, the infamous block. Uh, Fambro even said it himself. He said, if that wasn't my team owner, uh, like Wisehart is in the truck series for Fambro, he's like, I, I wasn't lifted. I was going to get into the back of him. I was going to move him out of the way. Fambro <laughs> was legitimately faster, it looked like, those last 25 laps or so because he would get on Wisehart's bumper. Wisehart would either throw the block or something would happen with lap traffic. He would lose three or four tenths, and then a lap later, he's right back up on his bumper. So it looked like, I thought at least up in the admin tower, that Fambro was going to get uh, his first win in area, which it's just, it's got to be right around the corner because rocking him, he was so, so strong. He's got five top fives in the Lodgebox series this season. Um, but I think another point too to talk about is the Elwoods Designs esports camp and just their absolute dominance they've had so far in the Lodgebox series. All four of their guys are in the top five. And third place, Colin Fambro is kind of an Elwood guy. He races with them a lot in Discord. He's not really a teammate to them, but he's kind of affiliated with them. So, uh, those Toyotas have been very, very fast for Elwood. Yeah, they they are on a tear. I, I mean, an absolute tear. But I, I, I think Cameron Hearn could have a can have a little word with that because he's always been up front, but he's just got bad luck. Whether it's lap traffic getting involved, like it happened for like four weeks in a row with lap traffic, or running up front and then getting taken out because we you mentioned that it was uh, between uh, Fambro and Weishart all day uh, Thursday night for the Lodgebox Series race at Rockingham. Cameron Hearn was up there, but Cameron Hearn, as soon as he made his pit stop under green, caution came out. He got stuck in the back, and then he was involved in the next caution when they 
uh, Garrett Grant and another driver hit the inside wall. Oh. Rick Christensen, yeah, hit the inside wall, bounced back right into the field. Cameron Hearn got collected, and he took flight down the back stretch. I can't believe how bad his luck is. I mean, he's somehow he's got a win this year, but I, I just can't believe uh, how bad his luck is. Yeah, well, it's hard to, for me to feel that bad for him, right? He's the all-time winningest driver in area. Um, so I don't, I don't feel too bad for him, but not, it definitely does suck because you mentioned it. Uh, I mean, Rockingham was a good example too, because you, you said how he was up front with Fambro and Wisehart. I actually think Wisehart and Fambro were faster than Cameron on the long run. So it was going to create a really interesting dynamic there where, you know, Cameron had the short run speed, but Fambro and Wisehart had such, such better long run speed, uh, that they actually caught him and got around him before he decided to come down and make that pit stop. So it, it, you know, it would have set up for such a good finish uh hern has been notoriously good on pit road this season uh just in terms of tire management being able to get on and off pit road quick and, and somehow gaining time as the run goes on so it, it would have been a really good race to watch play out but uh yeah the bad luck got him set in the back with that caution and then uh, no way for him to avoid that wreck on the back straightaway yeah that is is super unfortunate for cameron <clears throat> sorry i had something stuck in my throat um but yeah we'll, we'll see how Things could change for him as they head into Charlotte. So kind of a little reversal here. Instead of us going to Gateway, we already went to Gateway. NASCAR was just at Charlotte. So now we will be going to Charlotte and uh, see how everything looks into it before we get to it. Looking at Charlotte for the Cup Series, you know, you got side of finding picking up the win in Season 1. Uh, he's probably going to be a threat, I would imagine, in the Cup Series on Monday night. Wineland finished second there last year. He's no longer in the Cup Series. Hallman finishing third. He's no longer in the Cup Series. Uh, but then you have Delonte Ballard and David Weishart. They ran out the top five last season there. Um, but there was really that that weird sequence where there was a caution later in the race, and some people had tires and some people didn't. And uh, Chris Seidefine was on the right end w- with the tires there at the end. Yeah, and, and you mentioned Hallman got third. He needed that third-place finish in order to have a run uh at the playoffs like you know he barely made the playoffs with that third place finish and then he would end up getting a win in the playoffs and he get locked into the championship four but you know it'll be interesting to see him tuesday night in the truck series and how he does and and eric weiland like you mentioned he got second there in the cup series i can only imagine what he's gonna do in the truck there yeah i think um you know early early favorites gotta be Wiseheart, Grant, Sidefight, and that whole DWR team on Monday night, I think they're going to be really, really strong. Um, but it's also hard to judge, you know, the speed of, you know, Cameron Hearn and that whole elite team. Uh, James Shanewolf is a rookie in the Cup Series. He didn't race there last season. Adam Capps, rookie in the Cup Series. Um, so so really, Cameron Hearn's kind of been showing the way. They, they do have Paul Irvin, who's also a rookie in the Cup Series. Um, Hearn's the only one who's got experience there. And last year at Charlotte was where he got the, uh, the infamous uh, – you know, intentional wrecking penalty, the one race suspension that kind of ended his championship run last season. So it'll probably be bittersweet for Cameron Hearn. And if I know Cameron Hearn, like I think I do a lot of times when, when you put him in a situation where something bad happened to him last time he was at the track, he makes sure to go out there and make a statement. The next time he's at the track, I wouldn't be shocked to see Cameron pretty strong on Monday night. No, I, I, I think you're missing the name and I know that you left him out for a reason, but <laughs> Jake Nichols, he's been the man to beat all night long in the cup series i think he might have something um because you uh, like you mentioned uh, drivers that haven't been there he hasn't been there in the area 
last year. He's technically a rookie because he wasn't an area driver last year, but like I mentioned, he's already got he's already got four wins on the year. Uh, wouldn't surprise me if he got win number five. Yeah, and former Pro Series driver to add to that. Already impressive resume. <laughs> uh, literally the best of the best. And um, yeah, you know, I, I I didn't leave him out for a reason. I, I think you uh, I think you hit it right on the money that he's going to be, uh, you know, obviously the favorite going in. But I think it'll be a good race. The mile and a half, if it's anything like what we saw in real life at Charlotte in the cup cars, we're, uh, we're in for a show. Oh, absolutely. 100%. Yeah, that'll be fun for you to call up there in the booth. And then... Tuesday night, we're going to hand it over to our other friends at one to go Studios to drop broadcast the CNC Logging Truck Series race at Charlotte. And how about Cameron Hearn was the actual winner there last season in season one. Uh, but then it doesn't take too long to find Colin Fambro right there. Second place last season at, at Charlotte. Curtis Ballmer, Garrett Grant, and Cody Moore rounding out the top five in season one there. Uh, the trucks are the trucks are always fun, man, in a mile and a half. It's, you know, they got a lot of... Uh, they, they got a lot of uh, on throttle time makes for some good racing. You know, you're going to get a run. You're going to be able to to pass pretty easily. And uh, it, it's just going to be a fun race. So I'm excited to see how the trucks play out there. Uh, last season, Brad Slaughter finished 27th there. Looks like he was involved in a wreck because he finished 81 laps down. Maybe that's a good sign, though, the 81, 81 laps down. Does he come back in season two even stronger? I don't know. Uh, I think I think so. He's only got one win, but then again, Paul Irvin, he's been a surprise all season long. Wouldn't surprise me if he had a race-winning truck up there at the very end. Yeah, when we were at Kansas, last mile and a half track we went to an area this season, it was Ryan Hart who got that win by a fender over Paul Irvin. There was that crazy wreck on the last lap with Eric Wineland, Colin Famber, all those guys going for the win. And then out of nowhere, you see Paul Irvin flying by on the high side, almost winning that thing. So we'll, we'll do our picks a little, a little later on, but uh, I'm interested to see, you know, what we, uh, what we end up with going into that race and, and who we're going to take. But I think Charlotte's going to be fun in the trucks, man. It's, it's going to race really well. And um, it, it's just going to be a good show. I think on Tuesday night. And I think it'll carry into Thursday night as well for the Lodge Box series. God, I think the Elwood guys have been so fast all year long and that, I swear they've had three or four races where they've gotten the maximum amount of points that you can get yeah. for the team championship standings. Yeah. And uh, last season, season one, it was kind of similar to the cup race where it came down to who had tires at the end with that caution at the, you know, with like three to go or whatever it was. And it was Michael Larch, his only career win in area came last season at Charlotte and it was a big win for him and he was able to get it done. And how about second place was Chris side fighting again. So don't count out. Uh, Mr. 45, if he does show up, he's been running a part-time schedule in the Lodgebox series, so we might see Chris, we might not. Uh, Elwood was the third-place finisher last season, uh, as well as Ed Robertson, and then David Weisshardt again rounding out the top five. So a lot of familiar names up there that we'll see uh, racing on Thursday night. Yeah, I, I got to think that you know Cameron Hearn's going to want vengeance of some sort and want to get that monkey off his back and and just get a get another solid finish and get another win i mean he's only got one win on the year uh wouldn't surprise me if he was able to get up there and get win number two well if you look at the xfinity series or the lodgebox series i should say as a whole this season it's kind of been notoriously known as the as the series with different winners we've had eight races with with seven different winners the only one to repeat this season was elwood where he won at auto club and then won at darlington so if that streak continues you know i i would i would expect to see a different face in victory lane now who's that going to be I, I don't know you know shane theron's already got the win hearn hearts elwood robertson hendrix and wisehart now 
all have wins this season. So if you're looking for a first time winner this season, uh, you know, highest up in points is Colin Fambra. I don't think he's a bad pick. And Richard Thomas is fourth in points. He hasn't won yet. Both those he's guys due. looking for their yeah, both those guys looking for their first ever win in area. And I got to look back at, at James Skyley as well. He's also brought a uh, pretty fast number seven there for Bill Weishart. Esports. Uh, got got to think that he'd be in the mix for the win as well. Yeah, our uh, our Bill Weishart's uh, esports team has, has been pretty strong this season. The only thing that kind of sucks is that Elwood's been perfect. Like that team is, like I said, they, they had the top four spots locked up uh, in the standings and they still got four to the top five and, uh, you know, Sky only having a strong season. I mean, five top fives in eight races and he's six in points. That really just speaks to how strong uh, the Toyotas of Elwood's designs esports have been. Bryce Senesak, another driver for, for our team and Bell Weishart is seventh in points. Garrett Grant, another one of our drivers is eighth in points. So we're just second fiddle right now, but uh, you know, I think our mile and a half team, uh, or I think our team will, will race fairly well at the mile and a half if it's anything like what we saw at Kansas. So I would keep an eye on all those guys, and uh, it's going to be a good one on Thursday. Absolutely. And one one driver to keep an eye on, wild card in my opinion, Travis Beckner. Ooh, I agree. Beckner's due, man. He He's only got one career win, and it was in the Arca Series last season at Watkins Glen. We know he likes his road courses. We know he likes his saves, but uh, – I think, you know, he, he's due. He's He's got that raw speed that not a lot of people have where he can just go out, qualify the car good, race up front. For for me, in my opinion, I think it's just been the long run pace for Beckner. It's not been as good as saving the tires or, or just keeping the fenders on the car for a duration of a long race like we have in the Lodgebox series. And that's kind of been the thing that's bit him the most. But he, he definitely has, has the speed and the talent to uh, eventually get up there. And I think fight for one of those wins. Yeah, absolutely. That, like I said, wild card. Keep an eye on Beckner. He could surprise some people. What's up, guys? Just want to interrupt the podcast real quick to let you know about our great partners over at Swift Lifestyles. Uh, they've been with the league for over a season now. Sponsored season one of the Swift Lifestyles Pro Series on Monday nights. Uh, they were awesome people to work with, and you guys can check them out at swiftlifestyles.com. When you guys go there, they got supplements for gaming. They got supplements for working out. They got awesome merch as well. The hoodie is super comfortable. I got the gym shorts. They're super comfortable. So check out all their gear, and make sure when you do, you use Area iRacing, A-R-E-A iRacing. Get 15% off your entire order. We'd like to give a big shout-out to our part- partners over there at Swift Lifestyles. And we're going to roll on now to our picks for Charlotte Week. This is something I think it's going to be fun. Uh, we're going to record this podcast every Thursday night is actually when we're recording it. It's going to get uploaded on Fridays. Um, so technically, by the time we record our next episode, Hunter, we're going to know exactly how our points uh, fare out for our picks. Uh, so we'll start with Monday night. We got the uh, the Cup guys, the Elite Entertainment Cup Series, going to Charlotte. We just kind of previewed the race a little bit. But this one is going to be our official pick. We're each going to pick one driver in each of the three series for that week. We'll tally up our points. We'll see where we stand week to week, and we'll see who's got the better picks going forward. Uh, I'll let you go first here on the Cup Series and who you got in uh, in Charlotte. I think I, I think I got a feeling who you're going to take. See, <clears throat> it's the Jake Nichols show, <laughs> like we keep bringing it up. We got eight races on the year. Four wins have gone to Jake Nichols, so he's won literally half the Cup races. Um, I don't just want to keep picking him because I know he's like the favorite for all these races. Uh, 
I want to go ahead and go with James Skyerly in the seven. I feel wow. like he 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 can finally pull it off Monday night at Charlotte. Well, James has been close. He was really close at Kansas too with, with Nichols, and you watched that whole race. It felt like he he was there the entire time. Um, so that's not a bad pick. But it you know you make it hard for me if you're going to leave Nichols on the board just just to not pick him. Um, because I mean when we were at Kansas, he got it done. But I'm going to go with what I said a little bit earlier. I think the redemption arc from last season to this season is going to be a key thing to watch out for. So I got to go Cameron Hearn on Monday night. I think he gets his first win of the Cup Series season at Charlotte. It's a hard one for me to pick him because I'm between Jake Nichols, him, and then all of the David Weishart racing cars pretty much with Chris Seidefied and Garrett Grant and David Weishart. I think they're all going to be strong. I honestly feel like their top five is going to be mostly David Weishart racing cars, so it'll have they'll probably have a really good points night. But for my pick on Monday night specifically, I'm going to go with Cameron Hearn in the number 67. He picks up his first win of the season. All right. Well, it looks like we got our picks for Cup Series, and we'll, we'll see how that plays out. And now we'll go ahead and switch on over to the CNC Log and Truck Series. That is every Tuesday night. Uh, yeah. I really, I really can't get a good look at this series because I, I work during the day or I work during the time that the race starts uh, late at night. So I really can't get a good look at uh, any of the action. So I'm just going to go ahead and shoot my shot here. Uh, give me Swervin Irvin. Paul Irvin's going to get that win Tuesday night in the truck series. That's his first, That'd be his first career win also. So he, he's been in area now. This is his second season. Didn't wasn't able to get the ARCA win last season, but he was really strong. He did pick up the All-Star Open win, if you want to count that. But uh, his first official series win would be on Tuesday, if that's who you're going with, is Paul Irvin in the nine. Yep, absolutely. And if if the All-Star Open wins count, you can add a few more to the win column for Dale Jr. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I, I like that pick. I think, I think he's going to have a strong run. I don't think he's going to win the race, though. I think, you know, I, I mentioned the David Weishart cars are going to be strong on Monday night. I also think they're going to be strong on Tuesday night. If you look at what happened last week at Gateway, Brad Slaughter was able to pick up the win. I was running second there at the end. But then there was a guy running third having his best run of the season. And I think he's going to carry that over to Tuesday night. I think Garrett Grant is going to find victory lane at Charlotte. He races really good at the mile and a half. If you ask him, he'll tell you Charlotte's his favorite track. I think he got the you know the momentum built up now. He he had a really awful start to the season across all three series. He's kind of picked it up a little bit the last few races. Tuesday night, Charlotte, everything sounds right for Garrett Grant. I think he goes to victory lane. He gets the win. I'm going to pick that number five truck. All right, intriguing, intriguing. And now we will move on, skipping over Wednesday because that's an off day for area. We'll go over to Thursday night. In the Lodge Box Series, they'll also be going to Charlotte. They won't be going to a different track like they did the week before with Rockingham. Uh, Man, this one's, this one's a hard one, Hunter. There's a lot of good people in the Xfinity Series to pick from. Yeah, there are. I mean, I almost want to go with, with Skyoli again because he's fast in the Lodge Box Series too. But, you know, I got to go with Richard Thomas. I feel like it's coming. It's coming. It's finally going to come that win. In the Lodge Box Series Thursday night, it'll be all Richard Thomas. And he's the only Elwood driver without a win. Yeah, yeah, he is the only Elwood driver without a win. That's a good point. I didn't even catch that. But uh, Davey got the one at Kansas. Elwood's already won twice. And then Shane kicked off the season at Daytona with the win. So you're going Richard Thomas. 
Thursday night at Charlotte. I like that pick a lot. So you're going with a winless guy. I'm gonna I'm gonna back you up on that. I'm gonna go with an, another winless guy. Same kind of story. I, I go off of momentum. I'm a big momentum guy when it comes to sports. Garrett Grant's building up his momentum on Tuesday nights. Colin Fambro's got all the momentum in the world on Thursday nights. I don't think David Weishart's planning on racing Charlotte in the Xfinity cars. And that also kind of, you know, makes it makes it easier for me to pick Fambro. But I think Colin Fambro gets his first ever win in area on Thursday night. He's due, man. He he's been so close every single week. He's ran really strong at the mile and a half. He ran strong at Kansas in the in the truck series and in the Xfinity series. He had a shot to win both races there. And that's kind of the only thing we can base this season off of in terms of mile and a half, because that's the only one other one we've been to. So I, I think Fambro's an easy choice for me. But uh the 54, looking for that first win, he's going to get it Thursday night at Charlotte. If not, at the very least, it's going to give me some good points, I think. All right, and it looks like we got our race picks in, and we'll be back with the next with the episode. Yeah, we'll be back with the tally for episode two of Happy Hour and see how our picks did. I think I'm going to go three for three. I, you know, I, I don't know if I get all three in victory lane. I think I at least have a good points night. I think the 54 on Thursday, <laughs> I think he's at least going to score me some good points. Uh, I mean, yeah, five top fives on the year. Come on. So we'll see. We'll see how it ends up. And then, you know, we'll do it all over again on uh, next episode. So that'll be fun to recap. Yeah, that'll be episode two. And, you know, as we continue to do more episodes of the happy hour uh, rundown, let, let, let us know who you would like to see on the podcast. Yes. We're open to, we're open to any suggestions for guests. Like we could have, Say Alan Elwood, we could have David Weishart. We could oh, Weishart even is have beyond. <laughs> we, we we could even have Travis Beckner. Uh, but let, let us know who you would like to see, and we'll we'll try and um make that happen. Yeah, we're we're gonna be pushing this episode out, and like I said, I'm completely agree with Hunter, guys. Let us know who you guys want. It can be on Twitter. It can be wherever you guys find us and see this episode. Comment. Let us know. Who do you think should be on the next week and uh, who would be a good guest? I think, you know, Wiseheart would be a good choice. He obviously owns a team just like I do. Been in the league since it started. Really, really wants to be on the podcast, obviously. So uh, he would be a great choice. But really any of these drivers, everybody's got such a good story, whether it pertains to high racing, whether it pertains to kind of just their background in racing. Because a lot of people, you know, race outside of this in real life. And some of them are pick crew members. Colin Fambro, perfect example. Guy was on Brad Kozlowski's pick crew when he won the Cup Series championship. Like, there's so many questions I want to ask about that, about his experiences, <laughs> especially the night they won the championship and Brad's, you know, iconic celebration. There's there's just going to be, I'm sure, some really awesome stories to hear from him. And, you know, he's not alone. A lot of guys in this, in this league have some cool stories. So definitely let us know who you guys would like to have in the next episode. And uh, for myself and Hunter, I think that's going to wrap us up here, man. I think uh, it was fun. I'm looking forward to recording the next one and getting this one up there and uh, kind of seeing what the reaction is going to be. Yeah, absolutely. Looking forward to episode two and what the outcome of that will look like for not only our race picks, but for the, the season in area and in NASCAR, as we'll always be keeping you up to date with all things area and all things NASCAR. And sharing our thoughts and opinions on that. And until then, we will see you in episode two.